guys and welcome back to get into it where we do just that i'm ambry and i'm jordan rice and today we are going to be talking about what it's like being a black person growing up in a pwi and the way that affects your self-image or what i like to call i'm ugly no i just go to a pwi so (laughs) (laughs) i will give the credit to um some creators on tiktok Actually, a lot of creators. I think it was just the internet. Actually, that like the way that this... our content is like <laughs> provided it's, by right. It's <laughs> the by internet sponsored by the, the internet. internet. Love that. Um, at this one moment, everyone was kind of like, or a lot of black women I saw were kind of like, "You guys, did you think that you were ugly until you were not solely surrounded by white people or people right. who don't look like you?" And I was just reading the comments, and everyone was like, "Yeah." And I kind of just sat back and I was like, wait, 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 what? So I think it's a great thing to talk about this um, because a lot of people experience it. And for those who this is not their experience, I think it'd be very interesting to hear about. Yeah. It's just, it's so weird because I'm so, so grateful for like social media in the sense that it's created this connection amongst people who grew up in these specific circumstances. So like, the P growing up in a PWI being in a PWI as like people of color is such a specific set of circumstances that creates a very specific outcome, like usually. Um, and so like when I see these videos where it's like, Oh, how was your self image changed now that you're no longer surrounded by white people and you have a more diverse space is like, Oh, your self image changed too. Cause I know mine did for the better. For the better. I, I think like, I mean, obviously, where you grow up um, affects what you like, um, like what your preferences, even though that's a word, what your preferences are. But it also, well, just being an American in general is probably, probably worldwide. But speaking specifically on America, we adopt Eurocentric beauty standards. And when Mm -hmm. everyone is being fed that since they're young to they're old, on top of you're the only black person in a room full of white people. So you're really just like at a big disadvantage. No one thinks that you're attractive. <laughs> or mm. at least they like, they, you know, they don't vocalize it. Like I remember just, you know, liking when I was a kid, just liking people and being like, yeah, this is what we do. And we all like someone. And then when you get to the stages of, I think when it hits middle school, that's when people start making it known that they like other people. And then they, people couple off or whatever and it's just blah blah blah. all the black people that i know have never had like if if they're like black people meaning like brown skin to dark skin they've never had that experience my light-skinned sisters will be getting that a little bit more but Hmm. it was just a big overwhelming understanding that oh i'm black i'm not desirable right let me try to build up other parts of my personality Right. Because it was like, okay, if you heard somebody express admiration for a black person, like whether it be a celebrity or like just, I guess, somebody they knew, it was a very specific type or at least how I perceived it, I should say. Let me let me, let me put my myself in this narrative. Me. So when I heard people <laughs> talking about black people or like uh, any type of, even romantically or whatever, it'll be like, oh, you know. Beyonce like she's she's a she's a great flag person obviously they would say it like that but like you know they would just be 
talking about her and i'm like oh that's cool they'd be pointing out things that are like very specific and not broad right and so it it made me feel like okay in order to be a black person that's admired i have to look like these iconic black people it's usually lighter skinned it's usually looser curls or like they wear straight hair usually so it's like seeing those things and picking up on those patterns it's just it, it, the pressure to be like that was just it was in my head obviously nobody was trying to make me be that way but yeah I don't think it was I malicious to, right it's because I wanted to be liked I was chasing that imagery Ooh, which is why oh my gosh it was really bad and I think <laughs> I had one of my <laughs> one of my guy friends he's on FaceTime we're talking and he just stops and he's like you're really pretty and my face (laughs) (laughs) this was this happened when I was it had to happen when I was a junior so it happened like Mm. like maybe a year or two ago and he said that and I was just like my face contorted in the most what type way and I was like and then I was like oh you're supposed to say thank you thank you right Mm -hmm. and then we keep talking about other stuff and it just keeps ringing in the back of my mind. I'm just like, what is happening? And then I kept bringing, I kept like acting weird. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, you said that you thought I was pretty. Like, and he literally goes, has no one ever told, do do people not tell you that you're pretty? Mm. And I literally go, no. Mm. And because he was meaning do guys like he like of course people have called me pretty like my mom my family like other women you know but like in that sense of like in a romantic way and (laughs) this is so funny hi mom my mom listens in a romantic (laughs) way because that's what he was saying it as he was just like no one's like ever called you pretty because that's how he was saying it to me and i was like i've never experienced that before he's now he has always grown up around a bunch of black people so when I said that, mm-hmm. he was like, what the heck? <laughs> he was right. like, this girl's probably tripping. Like, and then that was a conversation I've had with my black friends. I was just like, imagine how different my life would be if I grew up in an area where I was surrounded by people who looked like me. How different I'd feel about my appearance. Right. And I didn't really click into that moment when he was like, no one, like guys don't call you pretty. And I was like, no. Oh, and it, it just shook me. It like shook me <laughs> to my core because I was like, I think I kind of realized people have experienced that for years. And mm-hmm. I've just automatically been like, no one's showing me that type of attention. I'm not desirable. So let me just try to be the most talented person I could be. Let me just try to be nice. funny. Let me try to be a good actor. Let me try to like build up on other qualities that might make me desirable since obviously I'm lacking in the face appearance features, you know. Right. Because I feel like being in a, a predominantly black space, you don't have to feel like you have to be the best black person. Come on. You like, Jesus. because if you're because <laughs> like when you're in predominantly white spaces, you feel like you have to be the best black person. Like because because it's this responsibility thing. It's like insanely unfair responsibility. You feel like you have you have to be like to like perfect the, like, black. Right. To be the best black person they ever come in contact with. Because it's like, if, if they never come in contact with another Black person, however you behave is how they're going to you, um, extrapolate yep. to your entire race. Come on so, now. So, like, if I, if I grew up in a predominantly Black space, I don't feel like that's a pressure that I would have. You know, you just want to be the best. If that's your 
motive in life, I guess, then you just want to be the best, period. Like, you don't have to. For yourself, not for your race. Exactly. And so there's less pressure in, like, the the type of Black person you have to be. But let me tell you, these white spaces, you either have to be, like, funny or, you like, you, you have to pick something. You have to be very niche because it's, like, or at least that's how I felt. Like, it feels like you have to be very, very niche to, in order to, like, gain favor or, like, be considered attractive. But I also think that was put on me because, like, when I got to high school, thank God. I, I mean, we've already talked about I was in this the gifted program where they purposefully had few ethnic people and just, it was just white, just a sea of white. And so I was only in the classes with these people. And when there'd be one other black boy, they'd always, like, everyone would just ship you. Because mm. the black boy and the black girl are supposed to like each other and yeah, everything like that. But then there's also the layer of there's there's some tension between black men and black women right. as well. And so you're also like, just like I'm being fed white beauty standards and I'm attracted to, you know, what's around me, they are too. And so right. it was the black guys that I would be interested in would always be dating white women or, you know, lighter thing. And I was like, that's fine. Like, that's cool and everything. But it just kind of further solidified being desired in that way is not for you. It's not what you're supposed to, it's not something you're supposed to experience. So make your life fulfilling in other ways. That's interesting because I, I, that exact thought went through my mind. I remember I I decided that like, you know what? My thing is not going to be me being attractive. Oh, I decided that. So bad. I, I don't think my thing is going to be like, oh, I'm the pretty one. I just, I decided that I'm going to be the funny one. What age did That's you decide how... that at? What age did you tell yourself that? Oh, if, if you can remember. I want to say that the shift occurred maybe like 11. 12. I was going to say when I was like 12, I, I, right. I kind of was like, you're not pretty. Yeah, so I'm let's not try up. to be. Right. I'm going to give up. Because I, I noticing just people talking about their, like, you know, with their crushes and stuff like that, I obviously because I have the capacity to do so, I'm noticing the patterns and I don't fit into any of these patterns. So I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to be the funny one. Now, this took a turn for the worse because uh, I didn't, I took on self-deprecation as, as the humor of choice because, yeah. you know, we live in a patriarchal society. So as a woman, I'm never going to be considered as funny as a man. So I was like, you know what? The best thing I can do is make fun of myself and my circumstances that I have. So I'm black and I'm a woman. So let me say some stupid stuff. Massage noir. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me say some stupid stuff to get these white people to laugh so that I can be like welcomed. Or 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 I'm going to allow them to say things around me that I know for a fact is bad, you know, for the sake of blending in. Mm, yeah. So it's like, ugh, I cringe. I cringe. Gosh, so from the ages and like let me tell y'all i like everything i literally everything is attractive to me right every race i love it and so when i kind of realized i think there's like there's like legit scientific studies that show like black women are the least desired across the board and i really internalized that i was like that that validates everything that i've experienced from age 12 when i realized it to you know for the rest and it changed in that moment when that boy was like you're pretty people don't tell you you're pretty i was like okay that's interesting this is like an anomaly okay yeah <laughs> you know you when you grow up and when you're okay so when you're first starting to learn what attraction is 
like I guess I think it's like a very common black woman experience honestly it's like when you're learning what attraction is and you're hearing people talk about being attracted to others like during that developmental time you're hearing things like black women are um, aggressive black people are black women are loud black women are undesirable black women are disagreeable Ratchet, you're hearing all these ghetto. things when you're when yeah when you're trying to gain your self-confidence when you're trying to you know I guess enter the field so to speak and it's like this sticks with us like this this stays with you you're trying to you you're putting this negativity in me during my developmental time you think this is not gonna continue on as I'm going into adulthood you know what I'm saying and it's just like it just gets 10 times worse in my opinion in a PWI because it's like they don't know better they genuinely have no idea that how neglected how hard like hurt you are when they keep like saying the traits they like or they keep saying like or they like they rank the races and you end up being last they don't realize if you rank racism what you like you're i'm sorry you're 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 not cute that's really that's a really ugly thing to do please don't do that it hurt it hurts so I, i cannot tell you as much as I don't want it to phase me, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it, it phased me because now hurt. it doesn't hurt. Because now I'm just like, it you are like, overcompensating. You. Like you, you have you have dirt under your nails. I don't care. Ah! Anyway, see, but <laughs> even that, even in what we just said, how we were just like, it, it almost became like an attack thing, like like a bite back sort of thing. How we were just like, yeah, I hurt me when I was younger, but now it's fine because you know you're crusty anyways. I don't want you da 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 da. Right. Even that is like a coping mechanism right. like that is like a that exactly. is a, tr- yeah, that is a trauma yeah. response yeah. um yeah it took me a minute to build up this defense system so of course I'm it did it. now here's the thing it's i'm not saying minute. it's wrong i just i just it's just something i noticed that like right right right, right. i kind of adapted the mentality to not need or want that like not need that attention or even want that attention like deep down everyone wants someone to think that you know right but it's almost like i don't expect I it, it. yeah yes, yeah yes, yes and so yes, like yes, people yes. are just like jordan like you want to go to college you can meet someone and i'm like that's not gonna happen <laughs> if i go to this type of school it's definitely not gonna happen if like i don't know i just don't expect to be sought after right. and i think that's an experience it's so that's bizarre. and I and it was kind it was weirdly comforting to have a bunch of other black women be like, yeah, I felt that too because I literally I literally I knew that other kids other girls didn't have to go through that but I didn't know that it was so specific to my race and my group of you know women that that's something they had to go through even to like where I was talking to my mom about it my mom was like. Well, Jordan, why do you think that, like, why do you want, like, that? Like, why do you think that? And I'm like, because I was raised around a, these different group of people. And she was like, well, I just, you know, I just never thought that was going to be a, something that you dealt with. And I just, like, my dad was like, I'm like, he's like, my dad has literally apologized to me for, mm. he's like, I'm so sorry that I brought you and your brother to mm. a place where you weren't surrounded by yourself because you're going after people or you're wanting people that you have felt and grown to experience that they don't generally want you. Want you. And he, and it's yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, do you, do I expect them? And it's nothing. And it's not, to... and it's the weirdest thing is that it's not a problem with them. Like I'm not mad at them. It's just like, well, the, well, well, <laughs> no, I feel like, look, oh, here's my thing. 
here's my thing. I don't expect white people to to express attraction to black people all the time. Like that's just it's weird anyway because it's like you're expressing. It's yeah, weird. but it's the rejection but of it that the way that it's yeah. it's the it's the way that you have to yeah you have to vehemently reject the thought a black of woman being with a black person. Ugh, right. I'd rather that's gouge my no exactly. that is just oh like the... when they rank the races we would be bottom like i just i hated that because like that, there was no reason to do that you could just express your like you can just describe a white woman to a t and then keep pushing scum of the like, earth you know black saying? woman dirt under my feet black woman like shut yeah. up you could have just done that and just <laughs> kept it going you know what i'm saying i don't really expect them to be inclusive well you know because yeah. they, they don't need to they could they could just go about their life and never see or interact with a person of color i don't really expect that but it's like yeah that yeah it's just bottom of the barrel black woman right? <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah. it's when they were like negative when they were like oh when they compared really if we're being honest i wonder i low-key want to know do black men go through that because <laughs> no i i know why you're laughing but because the, <laughs> like i said earlier in the say. conversation like the the black guys that were in my class you know in my school they didn't have no problems and i was talking to my brother about it and he was like well then i kind of just i'm struggling like do you only like me because i'm black with like other race of women? yeah and i was like that's really real that's I said, the thing because like because you don't want to be because you don't want to be fetishized but then again right, like, right. oh it's like are you going to be fetishized or are you going to be completely like degraded which one choose one it's such, right exactly yeah. exactly and that's why i love these conversations when there's a black man and black women we're talking about that because it's like as much as I am, I am empathetic to the fact that you might be fetishized, like, fetishized 100%. You know, black men are considered hyper-masculine. So they, they're, like, all the traits that are associated with masculinity, they're, like, 10 times um, exuding, more yeah. expected to have that. Yeah. So it's, like, I understand how that's constricting and oppressive. 100%. However, <laughs> I think if we're putting it in contrast to the black woman experience, being fetishized yes sucks but it's it's a form of attraction though it's like very misdirected and yeah right though it's like it's you know not safe it (laughs) it still is a form (laughs) it still is a form of attraction like you're getting you're getting a type of confidence in yourself or believing in yourself that like i'm not like there's one thing to be like okay i don't know your game but and then there's another thing to be like i don't think that i'm worthy of attention right. i don't even know myself I, I don't know my i don't know how i how i'm perceived i don't know anything about me because i all the opinions that i've gotten about black women is just circulating on my mind like i don't even know who i am besides that you know what i'm saying like the the negativity all this these stereotypes like where am i where do i reside and i feel like that that thought process is like honestly exclusive to black women i'll be honest because I, I don't i don't think any other race of women i don't think any race period really has to deal with the amount of of negativity and just in that uh, respect in that respect in that respect like attraction wise like people having these preconceived notions about you and them being so overwhelmingly negative like it's just terrible but you know what like you said in the quarantine i've really my self-image has improved well thank god because you everyone so needs a moment where they much. realize they're not trash you know right. yeah i didn't even realize how bad i have this i literally have a specific memory like i was looking in the mirror one day <laughs> like it was like maybe like it was like maybe a month into quarantine mm-hmm. 
And I was just looking in the mirror one day, like regular lighting, just daylight. And I was like, I look like this. I look this period. Good. And I and I never and I never knew that. Like I I didn't know what my skin color was. I'm being so serious. That is like, such a unique experience. Like I look different with different <laughs> Yeah, but like I was looking at myself, I didn't even understand. like I didn't that was like the first time I noticed my exact skin color. It was the first time I noticed my exact body type. It was the first time I noticed my exact curl pattern. Like everything was coming to light because I was like I was more isolated and I didn't, you know, I wasn't always hearing, you know, these stereotypes about black people all the time in the hallways like I did in my high mm. school. So I was like in, alone in my thoughts and I could actually see myself without all the outside opinions. And it was crazy. I was like, I look like this. Per. Per. Anyway, <laughs> it was like, period. So how have you been rebuilding your relationship with yourself? image and self-worth because I think that's a very important part of the conversation I just gotta remember what I actually like I just gotta remember to not let these negative opinions affect me like or infect my imagery because I worked hard to get it to this point Mm, I really mm -hmm. did um it's been years and I'm still improving like I still have my days where I'm it's just not good but I've come a long way and I will be so pissed (laughs) if I just let all that work go to waste because somebody said something about black women or said something about me in general that's colorist, racist, whatever. I will not let it happen. I refuse. It's it's about protecting your peace and you have to do that. And just ensuring that my imagery of myself is the most important Mm. and the forefront of my of my perception of myself is important to me how about you jordan i don't know if that made sense sense. no it made sense um for me i am even though i've had those like i talked about like oh yeah two years ago someone said this to me blah blah it's still it i haven't given myself that respect yet um because like it's it's very important i think it's both very important to hear from other people like you need that but you also need to give it to yourself and something that i'm working with in many aspects of my life not just self-appearance and self-image but self-worth and everything um being truthful to myself and stop lying to myself Mm. like i'm a very Mm. i'm very hard on myself in everything i'm very 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 hard myself very much a self-deprecator um very and i'm yeah. i keep being put in spaces where it's being reinforced that all that stuff those are lies <laughs> they are lies that i'm letting myself believe to keep me from being what i need to be um so currently i am working on my self-talk um because mm. i I've always been like, oh, you're so stupid. Oh, so ugly. I'm gross. I'm just so dumb. Right. Oh, I'm a fool. I'm a clown. Oh, hate myself. Right. Want to die. Like all that stuff, right? And it sounds really bad. Like yeah. I feel like if you're hearing that, you're just like, that sucks. Like that's. But I mean, I'm just being. I'm being completely transparent right now. Um, and one thing that I've noticed myself starting to do, and I've been making the conscious effort to do, is that whenever I make a mistake, or whenever I do something silly. I'm just like, oh, I love myself. Or I'm like, oh, I just messed up in that <laughs> moment. In that moment, not right. I am a mess up. And something that right. I um, I literally made it the screensaver on my phone 
uh, I wrote down, I can make mistakes. That doesn't mean I'm one. Mm. And it's my screensaver because I need to see it all the time. <laughs> uh, and I think that's something that I'm try- I'm actively trying to build within myself that these lies that I've led myself to believe that were once that were told to me and two that were internalized by me um, are mm. not serving me. And it's even yeah. though they, some of these were put on me and some of them I put on myself, it's my job Ooh. to remove that so I can release myself to my potential yeah. and to see like, like how you, something you said was so beautiful when you were like, I saw you, like I saw myself for the first time. I don't think you realized that when you said like that just it just like hit me like to see yourself who you truly are like outside of public yeah I have not reached there and I'm really working to get there and I um yeah I just want you to know that that really just uh hit me (laughs) so yeah I guess we can end it here. Um, <laughs> I'm very, very, we say this with every episode, but in this one particularly, I'm very curious to hear from the Black women that listen to our show to know your experience about this. If you've related, if you had a completely different experience, if you went to a PWI or if you didn't, the, you know, how you built up your self-image that way. Because even if you didn't go right. to predominantly white school or live in a predominantly white area, Living in America, there's yeah, still, there's still, still you know, that. yeah, you still dealt with some beauty standards that were not. And then I you. also want to hear from the black men that went to these schools and see how that affects you because, you know, I'm not a guy, I'm not a male identifying person. So, right. I'm ignorant to that experience. And I'd love to know what's right. going on. If you're a POC with that type of experience, because I know there are different iterations mm-hmm. of it for the different groups. So I'd, I'd love to hear it. Um, right. I hope this episode made sense. And like, I really, right. because I think this is <laughs> such a very feeling. specific um, perspective because only a select group of people have it. Um, and so if you experienced it, I hope you found some comfort to know that you're not alone. And if you've never experienced this, I hope it made right. you think about different aspects. And it's in no way trying to mean go date black women and praise a black. Oh, it's literally yes. not that. that it's not. just, I mean, just be a decent human yeah. being. Just you know, you can like something without having to degrade another group of people. Um, right, the thing, the thing you that you don't, don't like. like. Yeah, not... that's kind of where we we're coming at with this episode. Um, right. If you have something to say, you can leave a review on our Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. You can also leave a message, a voice message, uh, from our anchor on the description of this episode. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at getintuit underscore podcast. Um, we'd love to hear from y'all. We love interacting with you guys. It's super cool. We um we've had some like polls, Instagram polls recently, and just like letting y'all talk about your views on things. And it's been so, so, so cool to see the diverse group of um perspectives that our audience has. Um so yeah, that was super cool. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you.